One of the primary reasons that people do not go after whatever it is that they want for the second half of their lives is because they are burned out, which is ironic given that many people would say that they want something different for the second half of their lives because they are burned out. But burnout is actually a pretty insidious impediment to change. Among other things, it can create fear and learn helplessness, neither of which will serve you on a journey of personal growth. For many people, the first step to addressing what they want for the second half of their lives is to address their burnout where they are today. We're going to get clear on what burnout actually is, how it can be a sneaky block to your next chapter, and what to do to begin to get a hold of it. Welcome to Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast with Stephanie Lee. On this show, we're going to talk about the experiences of high-achieving women and men across industries and lifestyles who are at about the midpoint in their careers and are no longer satisfied to let life happen to them. Together, we're going to purposefully create the second half of our lives by addressing burnout and overwork, getting clarity on what we're creating in the experience of our lives, how we're conspiring to keep ourselves stuck identifying and articulating what it is that we really want for the second half of our lives and identifying a plan to achieve it. Many of you who are looking for something different from the second half of your lives would cite burnout with your current professions as a reason that you'd like to make a change. And I'm sure to tell you that while very real, burnout is a double-edged sword. It may be contributing to your daily dissatisfaction with the status quo, but it may also make it harder for you to make the changes you so desire. When I talk to friends and family, colleagues, coaching clients, or scan my social media feed, it seems like everyone is talking about being burned out. What about you? Are you burned out? The way that many of us are living in our day-to-day lives suggests that we are living in burnout. And the consequences for us go beyond our jobs, careers, and our satisfaction with them. Let's define burnout. The World Health Organization identifies three characteristics of burnout. One, feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. Two, Increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job. And three, feelings of reduced professional efficacy. I'm going to provide you with some statistics here on burnout from several different reports that I'll link in the show notes. My objective is to give you a sense of how widespread burnout is. According to an AFLAC report, 59% of Americans reported burnout in 2022 compared to 52% in 2021. Interestingly, employers are only 2% more likely over the same period to view burnout as a problem for their organizations. In an Asana special report, 40% of employees reported that burnout is an inevitable part of success. You may be burned out if you find yourself cynical and disillusioned about your job, career, organization, and or industry, dragging yourself to work and procrastinating on tasks. And note that procrastinating on tasks can look like selecting low-value tasks, such as email, 
instead of truly important tasks that require more mental work. You're irritable and you find everyone, coworkers, clients, family, friends, irritating. Tired, lacking in energy. You're overwhelmed. You have a hard time switching off. You have an inability to concentrate, to focus, to get things done. You find it challenging to identify or derive satisfaction from your achievements. You find yourself numbing out at the end of the day with food or drink or Netflix, totally normalized in our culture. You have insomnia. You're waking up with nightmares or anxiety. Maybe you have some physical symptoms, new, different, worsening, headaches, backaches, body aches, stomach and bowel problems, or maybe you're just sick all the time or get everything that's coming around. You're easily angered or tearful. You feel numb and disconnected. In the same Asana report that I cited above, employees with burnout are likely to have lower morale, be less engaged, make more mistakes, leave the company, and miscommunicate. And 70% of C-suite employees report that burnout impairs their decision-making ability. According to the Mayo Clinic, the long-term effects of burnout ultimately lead to excess stress, fatigue, insomnia, sadness, anger, irritability, alcohol or substance misuse, heart disease, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, and vulnerability to illnesses. I would add to the list that the consequences of burnout include a sense of learned helplessness and of being stuck. On the point of vulnerability to disease, Gabor Mate and Bessel van der Kolk have writ both written books that I'm going to link in the show notes. Mate's book is When the Body Says No, and van der Kolk's is The Body Keeps the Score. Both of these books include fascinating discussions on the long-term consequences of stress on the body. I will warn you that this reading is not for the faint of heart, and it will truly cause you to rethink the way that you live your life. So burnout, it's hugely prevalent, and it has negative consequences for both employees and for organizations. While we're talking about burnout and seem to be recognizing that it's a problem, As a culture, we've also normalized burned-out behavior as just simply normal. I've talked to clients who are tired, burned out, unhappy with their jobs, and who say, I think everyone just feels like this, and I think this is just what careers are like, and I need to learn to suck it up. What I'm talking about is this. Waking up in the morning, dreading going to work, hitting snooze, maybe getting a hard workout in, Hitting it hard during the day, maybe with some episodes of anxiety or overwhelm thrown in there. No big. Going home, finding something to eat, maybe drink, and crashing on the couch for several hours. Only to peel yourself up and go to bed to get up and do it again the next day. How many of us do this? How many of us have actually done some version of this for years? And if it works for you, great. But if you feel stuck in an anxiety-provoking Groundhog Day situation, this may be burnout. That list I read about from Mayo talked about the long-term consequences of burnout, including type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and hypertension. How many of us, myself included, are just a little or a lot overweight? 
because we're going home in the evening and eating to soothe ourselves after a stressful day. What else aren't we doing because we're coping with that stressful day? Are we missing out cultivating our friendships or other interests, for example? I talked on our last episode about my own journey to lose weight in 2023 that I'm embarking on, and I know a significant piece of the weight puzzle for me is going home in the evening and eating to self-soothe. And again, there's nothing wrong with that behavior. That's a way that I have learned to effectively manage my stress, and it has worked for me for a time. But now I've come to a place where the consequence of that behavior is no longer worth the payoff of the soothing. Enter quiet quitting. In early fall of 2022, TikTok, LinkedIn, and popular media were abuzz with the idea of quiet quitting. Depending on who you were reading or listening to, quiet quitting was defined in different ways. I did a whole episode on it, actually. But at least one of the definitions of quiet quitting involved staying in your job, either because you had to or you simply didn't know what else to do, and phoning it in, doing the least amount of work possible to avoid getting fired. This idea of employees phoning it in has continued to be covered in the media. And while it's certainly a concern from an organizational and economic perspective, I'm concerned about the impact it has on the employees themselves. This type of quiet quitting is a symptom of burnout, but it's not an effective strategy to get out of burnout. In fact, I think it perpetuates keeping us stuck. The mindset that you are cultivating to allow yourself to quietly quit is not preparing you for a successful interview with a position that's a better fit or for allowing you to find a way to improve your current situation so that it's at least better than what you're currently experiencing. The thoughts that allow you to quietly quit are likely to cultivate feelings like boredom and apathy. And those feelings feel pretty terrible and are not going to set you up to find a better solution. They will certainly keep you stuck where you are. So what do you do about it? So if that very common, very normal depiction that I described above sounds like you, and it isn't how you want to keep moving forward in your life, what do you do about it? Get curious about your burnout. I'm going to give you some things to think about here, and you can download them on the worksheet for this episode at stephanieleecoaching.com forward slash episode 26. Just first recognizing that this might be happening in your life is huge. Start by just noticing it and getting to know what's going on. What's your everyday cycle? What do you do? What does it look like? What are your feelings about your job? Or about whatever is burning you out. Because as I didn't say this earlier, it may not be your professional work. You may have caregiving responsibilities or other obligations that are burning you out. What do you like about it? What do you dislike about it? What are the tasks that you find the most draining or even the colleagues you find the most draining? Just take some paper and your laptop and write down all of the thoughts you have about your job or your obligations that are creating burnout for you and really get your head around why you are feeling burned out. And look closely at what it is that you're trying to escape at the end of the day. What are the feelings? Is it restlessness? Maybe boredom? Dissatisfaction? Loneliness? Futility? Anxiety? Overwhelm? 
I think it's interesting. I think when we talk about trying to escape our feelings, we assume in that scenario that those feelings are big and bad and hairy and must be awful and terrible. But I would suggest to you that even slight dissatisfaction that you're experiencing when you're with your life is uncomfortable enough to cause you to find a way to distract from it in some way. Just a little bit of dissatisfaction can result in just a little bit of self-soothing in a way that doesn't serve you. So consider how you're trying to escape those feelings, even if they're pretty subtle, right? Usual suspects for escaping feelings are going to be things like food, alcohol, scrolling, TV, gaming, shopping. And what results do those behaviors create for you? This helps you to get a picture of the impact of burnout on your life. Look around, too, and recognize how many people you know that are in the same boat and begin to see that even if this is normal, like my client who said, maybe this is just what work life looks like, even if it is normal, you can choose to live your life differently. Strike a compassionate tone and throw out self-judgment. I asked you to get curious about your burnout, and judgment is the antithesis of curiosity. You will not be able to be real and authentic with yourself and get to the root of what is happening if you're judging yourself for it. It may not feel accessible to you now, but see if you can get your mind around the idea that you have been doing the best you could with what you knew at the time. You're burned out. You've lacked energy and motivation to make changes. You can do that now from a place of gentleness and kindness. And you need to make changes now from that place of gentleness and kindness so as to not add to your existing burnout. Notice your inner voice and how you talk to yourself. If you had told me years ago that I didn't talk nicely to myself, I wouldn't have believed it. But after intentionally listening in, I've heard a very stern drill sergeant voice that tells me I need to get it together, get going, get moving. On a later episode, we'll talk about some of the things we do from a place of being burned out. But one thing that I want to go ahead and alert you to is our propensity to talk to ourselves sternly or harshly, to get ourselves amped up into a place of fight or flight because we're so burned out that it's hard to get moving. So we rev ourselves up in order to get things accomplished, which also adds to our burnout. So keep an ear out for that harsh voice and start speaking kindly to yourself. Don't freak out and worry that being burned out is a catastrophic problem. You've woken up. Thank goodness you did. What you don't want to do is begin thinking that this is a problem that you need to solve and get under control right now because it's going to cause a major health problem if you don't. Be gentle and slow, patient with yourself. For some of us, this represents a new way of being in the world. And keep listening to these episodes. We're going to talk about burnout and what to do about it on our next three episodes. And so you are definitely going to want to turn in and learn more about these strategies. Did this episode hit close to home? Is being burned out keeping you stuck? You may be a candidate for one of the one-on-one coaching packages that I'm opening up in January of 2023. Coaching one-on-one with me offers you the opportunity to truly invest in yourself and the creation of the second half of your life. We'll uncover how you're keeping yourself stuck, 
We'll look at patterns that you have that are creating burnout and overwhelm and what to do about them so that you have the energy to think meaningfully about your life. We'll take a look at the story that you tell about your life and see where it's serving you and where it's not. And where you want to, we'll rewrite it together. We'll clean all of the junk out of the way so that you can get clear about what it is you want for the second half of your life. We can't go after goals we don't know we have. I'm only offering a few of these one-on-one coaching slots. All of them are going to be a weekend afternoon, 24 sessions over the course of six months. If this sounds like exactly what you need to wake up to your life, let's get to work. Go to my website at stephanieleecoaching.com. I have some slots reserved in January for discovery calls to talk about the possibility of these sessions. The discovery calls and the sessions will go quickly. So if this is something you're interested in, go ahead and sign up. And if the times on my calendar don't work for you, let's chat. Just email me at hello at stephanieleecoaching.com and we'll find a time that does. This week's worksheet is going to include questions to guide you about getting curious about your burnout. If you're an email subscriber, you have the link to Google Drive where you can find the worksheet in my latest email. If you haven't signed up for my emails, definitely do so. You can access the episode worksheets and you'll be the first to know about webinars, workshops, and other offerings I'm making available in 2023. Thanks for sticking with me through the 26th episode of Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast and our first episode in 2023. I do hope you'll join me back here on your favorite podcast player or YouTube for our next episode. Wherever you listen, please do like and subscribe. Tell your friends. And if you're enjoying it, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. Have a great week, and I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Bye. Bye.